Raider Santon and beyond. Get ready for the Santon Times Hour with your host, Alexander. Let's do it all again. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between and beyond, this is the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 and also available on all good podcast platforms. I'm Alexander and this is edition 125. It's week 31 of 2023 and it's one last time for July and then we're well into August and one month closer to the warmer months. I'm excited to be with you once more and uh, if you would like to get in touch, you can uh, do so. Uh, ask your questions, your comments, your feedback, all of those good things by emailing editor at santantimes.ca.za, connecting on uh, social media at Santantimes and also visiting the websites www.santantimes.co.za. And if you're listening live on Mix 93.8 and not on the podcast, well, the WhatsApp line is open. You can use that on 0848 0848220938. And it's always nice to get your feedback, your comments, your thoughts, whichever way they go, let me tell you. A special welcome to everyone listening in Johannesburg and Pretoria, as well as uh, wherever you are in South Africa or anywhere else in the world. I know we've got listeners all over England, Australia, Qatar, the United States, Greece, Portugal. It's so good to uh, hear from you and it's good to have you tuning in. I'm happy to report that all is well in Santonland and uh, Vincenzo, good to have you back in studio again behind the mixing desk uh, looking after all the uh, things audio. Dean, it's another cold week, huh? Another cold front hitting us in Greater Santon, wherever it's coming from. And uh, I hope you're staying warm and I hope the lights are on and you're able to listen to this. I've seen more and more people listening uh, to the show either on uh, on streaming or on uh, some digital audio platform, because obviously when the power goes out, you can't listen to it on the TV, you can't listen to it on the radio necessarily, but if you're in the car, uh, I'm glad you're joining us. Welcome. Well done to the Springboks uh, for their victory this past weekend, and let's hope we keep it uh, all together. I think it's just under, or just over a month uh, to the Rugby World Cup in France, and I'm sure things are going to get very exciting around that. And uh, yeah, it's been another busy week on the Santon Times front with uh, events and work. I must say, one of the things I've really been enjoying this week is that I'm busy test driving the new BMW i7. It's a fully electric uh, car, uh, which is the first fully electric vehicle that I've driven uh, in that particular class. But this thing is like a spaceship, hey? It is just something else. I mean, buttons galore, doors that open by themselves... Uh, I mean, a full reclining seat. You know, like those business class seats you get on an airplane wherever you fly? This has got one of those, like, in the back seat. And then a, <laughs> a TV screen that folds down from the roof. I mean, it is just something else, eh? Unreal. I mean, having a lot of fun driving this. Also getting used to the fact that I'm always looking at the petrol gauge, and there isn't a petrol gauge. You actually have to look at your battery life. It's a bit like looking at your smartphone. Yeah, so I'm going to be telling you more about that at some point, because uh, it's just been so much to try and process, but a very interesting ride. Uh, I headed over to the Leonardo to see what's happening there. Very interesting developments, and I think some big announcements happening there before the end of the year with some interesting new attractions and features. Then Zaro, they launched a new fragrance at Summer Place, which uh, is divine. And uh, I know that there's more fragrance launches happening in the build-up to December, so I'll keep you posted on that. Then uh, there's been some shopping centers that uh, had a relaunch and uh, that are under construction and uh, some new things happening there, but we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on in the show. And then lastly, there's a new lifestyle estate that is opening uh, on the Crocodile River overlooking the Kruger National Park. I had the pleasure of joining 
them for that announcement. And let me tell you, also just absolutely gorgeous. But let's get into this uh, week's show. So coming up on the show, have you ever read the labels on the back of the food that you buy? Or, I mean, have you really tried to read it? I mean, some of it is just almost, you have to like decipher it. It's like hieroglyphs in the pyramids uh, in Egypt. But a new effort to have changes made to warning labels on our food is underway, and uh, I will be finding out a little bit more about this. Then the Netball World Cup 2023 is underway in Cape Town uh, this week, and I see our ladies uh, had a great start to that. And uh, there's a chance that you could be part of the fun right here in Gauteng, and I'll be sharing some more details on that. Then after that, we uh, take a look at uh, two shopping centers in Santon, as promised, that are getting a nip and a tuck, and uh, there's a bit of a preview of what is to come so stay tuned and finally if you or your elderly parents are ready to change uh, their address and take things a little bit easier well there's a new development in Sandown which uh, might just uh, do the trick this and more is coming up shortly but let's dive headfirst into this week's show with our first track for the hour right here on the Santon Times Hour promote your brand advertise your business our audience could be your next client Contact the Santon Times today. The latest news. The biggest names. The best destinations. The hottest entertainment. This is the Santon Times Hour. This is the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 with Loud Luxury featuring Morgan St. John and Aftertaste. Great track. It's time for a quick look at your headlines for this week. Well, did you see this story? News24 reports uh, the SA Revenue Services, better known as SARS, well, <laughs> they've won a case to dismiss an employee who took time off work, claiming to be sick, only to be seen on TV by his bosses at an EFF protest at the Clicks in Santon. Now, how awkward is that? When he returned to work, uh, so the story goes, his supervisor asked him why he had seen him on television participating in an EFF march when he had been off sick supposedly. And uh, he then told his supervisor that while he did feel sick at the start of the day, he felt better after taking some medication. Must have been some hell of a medication to be then dancing outside of clicks later that day. But isn't isn't that the, the way of the world these days? I mean, you can't get away with doing anything. I mean, never mind being on TV, but with social media, I mean, they could have probably even seen him on TikTok or Facebook or any of these things. So anyway, so he's uh, now subsequently lost his job uh, due to that, and uh, I'm sure there's tons of stories that you could probably share of very similar awkward incidences. Then IOL reports Liberty Group, part of uh, the Standard Bank Group, intends to buy out the minority shareholders in Liberty Two Degrees and then delist the group that owns some of the most iconic properties in the country. Uh, Liberty Two Degrees is uh, has an 8.2 billion rand portfolio, which includes uh, Santon City, uh, Midlands Mall, Eastgate Complex, uh, Nelson Mandela Square, Melrose Arch, and the Santon Sun Hotel. And Vincenzo, I think we need to actually get someone on the show to chat about that because that's quite a quite a big story and uh, quite some big movement happening there in Santon. Then Times Live reports uh, Kaiser Chiefs launched their new Kappa jersey for the 2023-2024 season at a function at the Galleria Conference Center in Santon. And then also Orlando Pirates launched their 2023-2024 home and away jerseys designed by fashion designer Tebe Magugu at Nelson Mandela Square. And uh, finally, an international boxing heavyweight Floyd Mayweather, we did tell you that he was coming to Santon. We did reach out 
to the promoter, to Floyd, to everybody. And uh, let's just say we're waiting for our time in the ring. But uh, he was here. He was spotted at a nail bar in Santon City. And he was, also, uh, he was also seen at spending a small fortune at Gucci uh, on the Diamond Walk uh, in Santon, I believe. And then you know who else was in town? Here's something that possibly not many people know. Michael Kors. He was spotted, I believe, in Santon City as well, visiting his own store. He, he kind of popped in. How cool is that? Well, a busy week in Santon, but let's leave it right there. Ever wonder what goes into your food? Or have you ever tried to decipher what it says on those food labels? Well, a health movement is rallying government to put additional labels on the front of food packaging to highlight all those things that might not be that good for us and make food labeling a little bit clearer and a little bit more transparent. I'm joined by Zukiswa Zemela, communications manager of the Healthy Living Alliance, right after the break. Connect with the Santon Times. Email editor at santantimes.co.za. The best of talk and music in one hour. This is the Santon Times Hour. This is the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 and available on all good podcast platforms wherever you are in the world. As we get the hour going for this week, I'm uh, interested to be chatting about this next topic. It's something that uh, I find uh, quite fascinating, but it was also triggered by a uh, an activation, a campaign that was run just outside of the Santon Gau train station. And if you use the Gau train on a regular or irregular basis, but you were there uh, in the past week, you would have seen a, sort of a collection of wire figurines structured around the uh, the entrance to the Gau train. And it was uh, filled with a whole bunch of boxes. And you might have thought, what's going on here? Well, here to chat to me about uh, this particular initiative is uh, Zukiswa Zemela. She's the communications manager of a, uh, an organization called the Healthy Living Alliance, uh, a short healer. And uh, Zukiswa, tell me a little bit more about this uh, activation that you guys had going here at the Khao train station. The event that we've stationed outside the Khao train station is an extension of something that we've been doing for a while now, uh, which is a question, you know, that I think we all need answered that what is in our food? You know, oftentimes we buy food and uh, we assume that it's healthy or good for us. But unfortunately, we don't have a clear picture of what actually is in our foods. And a lot of times, some of this or most of these ultra processed foods contain harmful ingredients that can be very dangerous for our health. So things like too much salt, uh, too much sugar, saturated fat, fats, etc., yeah, I'm, I hear you. Uh, somebody who enjoys cooking, somebody who uh, has taken uh, the time to actually turn the boxes and the uh, the labeling around and actually having a read through what's in some of our food. It's enough to give you sleepless nights in some instances. And uh, and I know a lot of people often think that if it's got a picture of a field on the box or if it's uh, <laughs> showing sort of some sort of healthy inclination with berries or something, then it must be good for you. And and it's quite the contrary. Uh, there's a, a public deadline uh, that came up on the 21st of July, a, a new government draft regulation. And I believe that a lot of this initiative that you've been, uh, been driving has been to get government to reconsider how the labeling on these products is done and, and what is put on those on those labels. 
Mm, definitely. And I have to say that you're probably one of the few people who actually can understand uh, those back of pack labels. I think for most of us, unless we're dietitians or we've been trained to read the back of labels, it sounds like Greek, you mm. know, so, you know, we can get um, duped, so to speak, by those berries and by those health claims that things are high in fibers or, or good for us. Um, but to get back to your question, um, what we're proposing and what we we supporting the National uh, Department of Health is front of pack warning labels. So instead of these complicated back of pack per hundred grams of glycemic something something that we don't understand, is simple, easy to understand front of pack warning labels that will give people enough information to make better decisions for themselves. So these uh, labels uh, will be placed in front of food, uh, of any food that is above a certain threshold and contains over the recommended levels of salt, sugar, and saturated fats. And these will be in the form of triangles with a back background, and they will be simply date high in. I think for many people who, who are low in nutritional literacy, this will be a very easy uh, and quick way um, to identify foods that we, you know, should limit or avoid altogether. Yeah, no, absolutely. And in terms of uh, these warning labels, I mean, this has been a, a situation where either the industry has the opportunity to regulate itself, which we've seen with, uh, you know, the, the alcohol industry, and, and there's probably been a couple of other industries, maybe even the gambling industry, where there's been certain uh, levels of self-regulation, or you end up having to be regulated if the feeling is there that, that it's not enough. Definitely. And I mean, I think, you know, a lot of the work that we do, the advocacy work that we do is based on research. So we believe in evidence-based, research-based regulations. Um, it's not things that we just pull out of the air. And we found a lot of the times when, uh, you know, governments put it to industries that they can, you know, partake in voluntary uh, regulations, it's often not strong enough and not as effective as it potentially could be. Uh, so, you know, I think the time has come now that government is seeing that the level of non-communicable diseases such as diabetes, hypertension are, are, are staggering and, and they are costing us as individuals and even the, the, the country are too much in terms of loss of productivity, uh, the cost of, of ill health, um, etc. So um, it, it, it's come to this point and I think it's time, you know, it would be really unfortunate if we miss this opportunity to not uh, enforce these regulations, which are life-saving in a way. Does this only apply to products that are bought uh, in a supermarket or does this also then apply to sort of convenience food, takeaways, uh, anything else that you sort of pick up? Because a lot of people will say, you know, I don't have the time to cook. I I'll just pop into a shop and just, you know, pick up some uh, noodles or burgers or whatever else. Mm. So at this point, it's not restaurant food. It hasn't reached that point, but it's mostly packaged foods that you would buy at the supermarket. So things like, you know, biscuits, uh, things like, you know, noodles uh, or anything that you'd buy in packaged forms uh, would uh, contain a level. I think it's interesting to note that, you know, a research done in, in 2014 in the Western Cape found that over 80% of the food that we find in, in our shelves are either processed or ultra processed. So the environment itself is quite, you know, doesn't lend itself to much, you know, alternatives. And so we're hoping that these regulations will kind of facilitate a, even a slight change um, in making people be aware of what they're eating. And hopefully, you know, we can change things to make a healthier food more readily available instead of uh, the 80% um, that's uh, uh, ultra processed. 
Will this translate into the advertising as well? I mean, will advertising like television ads or billboards then also be required to, to have these sort of warning labels? So one of the things that we're also really excited about is that any food that is found to be, you know, contain a warning label, the 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 manufacturers won't be able to market to children. So uh, it won't be, you, it can't feature a sports star. Um, so that's something that we're really excited about because I think children are the most vulnerable um, and they're most impressionable when it comes to a lot of, of these foods. The other thing is that any food that contains a warning label won't be able to make a nutritional claim. So, you know, in, in some ways we are taken in by those images of fields and, and stuff like that and high in, in, in fats. We call this the health halo. Mm. So food, any food that has a, a nutritional claim is surrounded by this, you know, halo of health healthfulness. And often cases it's not it, it's not true. So with this regulation, I think it will um, allow people to have a fairer chance in actually choosing foods that are, are, are good for them. I think um, in, in the engagements that we've had particularly is that we've seen a lot of people who want to make a, a good life decision opt for orange juice, for example, 100% fruit juice uh, to be healthier. But oftentimes we've found that um, the fruit juices are even higher in, in sugar uh, than uh, the the pops and the the sodas that are on the shelves. Mm. So things like that, uh, I think, will give people back their power um, and will make it easier for us, you know, just to decide for ourselves um, and to be aware of some of the dangers that uh, the food that we're eating poses to our health. The twenty first uh, July deadline has obviously passed. So so what happens now? So currently we're waiting for the government to, you know, review the process. Um, I think the due date of implementation was 2025. Um, but we know, um, Alex, that things uh, don't often go as planned. And so what we're doing is just continuing passing the message and putting pressure on the NDOH to ensure that this regulation is not watered down. Because I think what happens oftentimes or sometimes is that with lobbying um, and things like that, uh, certain things are removed and, and we think you know it, it needs to pass in its strongest form to have the best chance of making a difference um so we have you know our foot on the ground our eyes and ears are open and we're going to hold the department accountable and we'll try and protect this regulation as much as possible well there you have it uh, interesting activation and an interesting initiative there's a kiswa zimela communications manager for the healthy living alliance looking at uh, what's in our food and also potentially warning us about what's going to be in our food and uh, hopefully it'll help people make uh, better decisions but we'll hear more about it as it unfolds it's the bottom of the hour we're going to take a quick musical break and more of the santon times hour right after this The Santon Times Hour continues. You're listening to the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 and uh, available on all good podcast platforms. And that was uh, Adelan with Olay, a very fitting song as we uh, move into the second half of the Santon Times Hour. My name is Alexander Leibner. And you know how this works if you listen regularly. If there's anything that you uh, heard on the show that sounded interesting that you wanted to get more information on, well, you can go on to the santontimes.co.za. All the information will be up on the show notes. So you look up uh, this week's show notes and you'll have a breakdown of everything you need to know, uh, including the interviews we did in the first half, interviews that we did in the second half, and so much more. Also, be sure to check out the Santon Times on all the different social media accounts, be it uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, 
I mean, you pick one, we're on all of them. And uh, you can also check out hashtag Santon Times Hour. Now, as I speak to you right now, our ladies are representing us at the Netball World Cup 2023, which is taking place in Cape Town as we speak uh, until the August 6th. And uh, it's the first time that this event is taking place on the African continent. 16 teams are battling it out across uh, 10 days in the hope that they will be crowned champions of netball's most prestigious event. And here to chat to me about this and also a way that you can get involved and that you can uh, be part of this event, even though it's in Cape Town, uh, it's Rita Ingenblierk. She's from Spa. Rita, I believe you've got a, a Netball World Cup fan park happening in Gauteng. Is that right? Yes, I think we're one of the only fan parks that's actually happening in Gauteng. And so we wanted to bring the World Cup to Gauteng a bit. You know, we don't want to lose out. Absolutely not. I mean, Cape Town's a hard one to beat. But if you can't uh, beat them, join them. And uh, we're going to be joining them at uh, the Supersport Park uh, on the 6th of August. You've got a, a big day lined up. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we're very fortunate that on the 6th of August, all the finals will take place. That is position 7 and 8, 5 and 6, 3 and 4 and 1 and 2. So we are going to be open for position 8 to position Three, the one and two. If South Africa plays, will definitely extend the fan park. But up to six o'clock, it is position three, and we want South Africa and Khateng to be part, celebrating, supporting our Nepal goals. Okay, fantastic. So it's it's open from nine a.m. to six p.m. As you said, if things change, it could uh, the times could change as well. It's twenty rand a ticket uh, for people to attend, and it's limited to twenty thousand entries. So if you haven't got a ticket, twenty thousand, and then that's it. Yes, that's the reason why we actually put tickets out there is to limit because obviously uh, we feel that once South Africa has got a positional play they are playing for, then obviously we all want to support them. So we also just want to make sure we've got a safe crowd control and then obviously we've got a lot of exciting things happening here as well. Tell me about that. What else is happening? I mean, apart from watching the games, which is what everyone wants to do, uh, what other entertainment have you got lined up? Yes, yeah, so we've got a few entertainers. We've got Demi Limua, we've got Lofi, and we've got a few DJs as well that's going to play. We've got activations where people can shoot the hoop when prizes. There's some, there's a lot of World Cup stuff up for grabs. Then we've got a lot of our suppliers that's actually going to put up stands where people can take selfies, taste new products. We've got uh, Red Bull here as well. We've got the Castle Corners that's both open. Um, you know, it's a, it will be a lovely outing for a family. Fantastic. And and what made you want to put this together? I mean, what was sort of the driving force behind it? You know what? It was actually to put a lasting legacy for netball. The idea was, you know what? The, the It's not to make money because the big thing is if we get our 20,000 people that we're hoping for, all of that money, every last cent is going back to netball to create infrastructure in Gauteng. So we've put together for all our spa stores, we've given giving netball posts. All those netball posts goes back to Twanish uh, netball as well so that we can create infrastructure for about 60 netball courts. So that is the idea is to be not only the Spa Prachia sponsor, the Netball World Cup sponsor, but to leave a lasting legacy in South Africa for netball. I mean, obviously now it's come to the forefront because we've got the Netball World Cup happening uh, at the moment, but you've been involved with netball for a very, very long time. Uh, Why netball as a sport as opposed to anything else? Yes, I think we're almost at 22 years that we've been involved. But the big thing is, SPA and both Netball South Africa has got the same principle and values. 
Uh, Netball South Africa has got a, uh, a saying that says, take Netball back to the people. And SPA is all about our communities. So, you know what? It makes an excellent combination because we want to take Netball firstly back to the communities. We are in our communities. And that's why the tickets for the fan park is so cheap because everyone should be able to afford 20 rand to be part of something that's only going to happen for our you know, our lifetime once. Absolutely. yeah, And I mean, 20 rand, as you say, very, very reasonable. And uh, yeah, if you want to support uh, the ladies from a distance uh, and watch it with a whole bunch of South Africans, I couldn't think of anything better to do uh, than doing that because South Africans just have a certain way of bringing the chias, as you say, in South Africa. And it's a good warm up as well for so many of the other sports that are happening in the next coming uh, weeks and months then make your way down to the uh, Centurion Supersport Park 6th of August as I say gates open at 9 o'clock it runs till 6 o'clock give or take depending on how things go and uh, and you can be part of the fun so um, Rieta Ingenbliak from Spa thank you so much for uh, joining me on the Santon Times Hour thank you so much we're looking forward to seeing you there as well hey yeah but not in my netball gear hey <laughs> online on air anywhere anytime this is the Santon Times Hour. Well, this week I uh, went out and about and I uh, was invited to the um, refreshed opening of the Morning Glen Mall, uh, which is in Greater Santon. And if I get my geography correct, it's sort of uh, bordering Morningside, uh, Gallo Manor, heading towards Ravonia. I, if you know what I'm talking about, you kind of generally know what area I'm uh, I'm referring to. And to chat to me about this and also some uh, other interesting developments in the retail and shopping space is uh, Sean Oberholzer. He's the Retail Asset Manager at SA uh, Corporate Real Estate. And Sean, uh, thank you so much for taking me around and showing me what you guys have been uh, doing and what you've uh, got planned. Uh, to begin, could you tell me a little bit more about what motivated you to uh, to do this refresh and this uh, this upgrade of a Morning Glen Mall? Yeah, and thank you. Um, it was really great to have you there. You know, this, this mall over the, the last many years has had a couple of redevelopments. It's ideally located in the Gallo Manor um, region with a great community around us. So there have been some functional issues at the mall uh, post numerous of these redevelopments that we needed to address. And alongside that, as you know, the world's a changing place. Um, every few years, you do need to refresh a shopping center and keep it relevant to your customers and the community around you. And that kind of motivated us to, you know, address these functional issues. Um, a key one being the access in and out of the mall, um, some of the parking issues. Alongside that, you know, we went with the aesthetic upgrade just to refresh it and add had several new lifestyle amenities to to the mall um so that that really you know that will get us in good stead going forward well let's talk about those upgrades because uh, i think that's that's quite fascinating because you've you've kind of expanded into what used to be the building next door to you uh, and you've kind of built this uh, th this this lifestyle area. Uh, it's probably the best way of describing it. I mean, there's a lot of active elements to it. There's a family restaurant. There's a market that's coming up. Uh, you've got uh, padel courts. Um, you've now also built a beautiful deck overlooking uh, Greater Santon. Just talk us through uh, some of those uh, those new uh, attractions that people can look forward to. So a key thing was addressing the access point. So we've addressed, we created a new slipway off, 
Kelvin Drive onto the upper parking level, which just makes it so much easier now for customers on Kelvin Drive to get onto that upper level, which enhances you know the retail experience upstairs. Mm-hmm. And likewise, downstairs at our main Kelvin entrance, which was a bit tight um, and difficult to navigate, we have broken through the back of what was the old Micah space, created a new parking deck, um, a road that goes straight through from Kelvin onto this new parking deck, as well as widened that access considerably, which makes it more accessible and easy for customers to use. And then, you know, people and customers post-COVID really want experiences. So they want to get out again. We saw COVID, people were cramped up in homes. They really wanted to get out, have some experiences. And there's many, many retail centers around us all offering a very similar product. So what our, our decision, our vision was we had this amazing location on the hill, which has great views over the whole of Joburg. And that's where we decided to create this lifestyle area, which in effect caters to any, any, everybody from young, old, lots of energy. You can get out there. It's not just a matter of popping out for an hour. You could spend several hours at the mall and not be, not get bored or whatever um, alongside your retail experience. So we created six new paddle courts. Paddle, you know, is one of the um, world's fastest growing sports. Mm. We have created an urban playground, which deals with a skate park, a parkour course, um, urban soccer, and that will feature, you know, there'll be a whole lot of various competitions running in that space. That's all downstairs. On the intermediate level, we are creating a bespoke food market that will be opening next month. Very exciting, high-end finishes, um, some great operators that are going to be in there, and that will operate from Thursday to Sunday. And then upstairs, we've got a Willoway Fitness um, gym facility to meet all your fitness requirements. Golden Tea, which is a first of its kind golf-themed, simulator golf-themed sports bar and restaurant. Fantastic food, great operators. They've been in the restaurant space for ages. And now adding this uh, golf element to it. And it's not just for golf. Um, You know, those screens are so interactive and of such high tech that you can go there and watch the rugby in one of these booths on the weekend. Mm. And then for the kids, because there's not really anything to do with youngsters in the immediate area, your babies, your toddlers. We've introduced Blueberry Beacon, which, as you saw, is you know really big. They've got a massive play area, lots of child minders, um, a lot of entertainment. And that just appeals to, you know, the whole family can get out and get get to do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, the kids are well looked after. They're well entertained. Lots of energy. Your teenagers can go downstairs and play paddle, or play at the urban playground. Mom and dad, whoever the golf is, can go next door and play golf. You know, it's um, a bit for everyone. And yeah. the area is lacking that. There's not really. You'll have to drive through to four ways if you want to really get out to take your kids out somewhere. So it's crazy. It's something for the community right in the heart of where everyone lives. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one more property I want to touch on before I let you go is the Coachman's Crossing. I believe that's also a part of your portfolio. And there's also been a lot happening there. I mean, if you are one of the parents that goes to, to uh, Saints, if you drop off your kids there at St. Stidians, uh, you know that uh, Coachman's Crossing has been uh, seeing quite a bit of construction happening there. Uh, what are the plans for, uh, for, that, for that space? Uh, similarly to Morning Glen, um, it was time for Coachman's to get a refresh. Fantastic location, great access points. And one of the issues that we needed to address was the different level parking that we had in the mall, um, which just, you know, detracted a bit from the convenience element of the center. So 
Um, one of our aims is to fix that parking issue, which I think is going to be fantastic going forward. So it's all on one level. Giving the mall a complete refresh. It hasn't had an aesthetic upgrade in many, many years. And I think you'll agree we're starting to look a bit uh, tired. Mm. So we're giving a nice aesthetic upgrade. Um, alongside that is Woolies Foods will be coming into the center. So we'll have a brand new Woolies Foods operating in October. Pick and Pay will be refurbing their store beginning of next year. And we are bringing in quite a few new tenants, new to the Joburg market. They've been in Cape Town. Um, some have already got a couple of stores in Joburg, but brand new fresh offerings um, in the likes of Stud Burgers, uh, Plato Coffee, which you might have seen around, yep. Doe & Co., which is this fantastic little bespoke bakery. Tesco Sweets has already opened. The pharmacy, which is well-loved by everyone, um, they are going to be upgrading as well and are busy with that. Similarly, the hairdresser, um, Frantic Fringe and Ideal Optical, you know, a typical community convenience tenants that everybody knows, they love them, they go there, they know their customers by name. So that will all be part of the new coachments. We're also working on something exciting, um, a couple of tenants that, you know, we just finalized in those deals, which will take the space where the old spur used to be. So really looking forward to, to that this refresh and upgrade will be opened in beginning of October this year. Fantastic, man. Well, there you have it. Uh, an, an update on uh, the Morning Glen Mall, uh, the new developments there, as well as Coachman's Crossing. And uh, if you pass there, if you shop there, well, you would have probably already seen some of those uh, developments and there is more to come. Sean Oberholzer, he's the Retail Asset Manager at SA Corporate Real Estate. Thank you for joining me on the Santon Times Hour. We're going to take a quick musical break and more right after this. Get up, show up and level up. Make the move and join Virgin Active. You'll score a gym bag July free plus activate a world of rewards. Discovery Vitality members get even more. Get started. Call 0860 Get Fit or visit your nearest club. Bag big rewards. Virginactive.co.za. T's and C's apply. The best of Santa and beyond. You're listening to the Santon Times Hour. This is the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8. And uh, that was Bob Sinclair featuring Steve Edwards with the World Hold On, the Fisher Rework. We've got one more interview for the hour and then we call it another week and then we do it all again next week. And I'm thrilled to be joined by uh, Corinne Briet-Ramutla. She's the CEO and co-founder of a new development called Circle Senior Living. And uh, it's uh, a boutique senior living brand with uh, residences being developed in uh, very upmarket uh, urban locations, including uh, Sandown and Greater Santon. And uh, Corinne joins me on the line to chat about this. So, uh, Corinne, tell me a little bit more about Circle Senior Living. I, I know I'm not really your target market, so uh, just help me here. Alex, thank you so much. I always say, you know, you get a group of people that's excited about education or other business developments. For us, we live, we breathe, and we eat and we sleep senior living, a market that's not just growing, but so important to, uh, for us to actually innovate in the space of senior living. And that's exactly what Circle Senior Living is about. When you, when you mention the word retirement, all that you see on people's faces are dread, such a dreadful process. People are scared. And at Circle Senior Living, we're really trying to take that dread out of the retirement process, not just by developing beautiful facilities, but also really holding the hands of our future residents and putting things in place to make them comfortable with this next 
phase in their lives that doesn't just have to be dreadful. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, if you say to me retirement, which um, I'm, I mean, I don't know if I should be happy that I'm far away from it or I should be getting there sooner. But I mean, when people talk about retiring, uh, it it's either goes two ways. Either you think of a, a very stuffy old age home somewhere. Uh, where you're sort of left to play backgammon and drink tea and coffee and participate in some activities, or exactly. you hear people moving to uh, sort of uh, you know the other side of the world into the most far removed place where uh, they're almost literally sitting on their own, which which often doesn't make much sense because if you do need medical care or you do need assistance, you're you're sitting in a town where the next hospital could be two or three hours away. It, it doesn't really make much sense. Exactly, exactly, and therefore. Alex, location is so important. And by the way, you can get excited about retiring because there's really beautiful products being created in the market. And I bet you when you come and visit us, you'll see our residents are maybe double our age or one and a half times our age. And I bet you they're healthier than us. Circle was born because there's a new generation retiree coming to the market, right? So tech savvy, healthy still wants to add value uh, in their communities, but I don't think there's enough facilities out there and enough innovation in this space. People often ask us, why Santon? And you've just touched on it because mm. like the perception is dread and these old age homes, so to speak, or that people want to retire, you know, somewhere remotely where there's no services. And, and what we have found is that it's exactly the opposite. This new generation older person wants to be within a five kilometer radius of where they've always lived. So if you think about Sandown, uh, that's in the heart of Sandton, our why is because we have residents that have always lived in Sandton. They know that area, it's familiar. All they need is a facility that embraces this new phase in their lives, uh, that offers the required care when and if it's needed, but they can still participate and be active members within a community that has served them so well all their lives. Right, right. Now, absolutely, and I mean, I don't know if if, uh, if the ladies need to start holding onto their you know their pearls right now. I'm I'm not going to be moving there anytime soon. Uh, so so not let's not create too much excitement. But uh, you are you uh, building this from scratch? Are you repurposing buildings? I know there's a lot of that happening in Santon at the moment, yeah. where there's sort of yeah. um, office parks or office blocks or, or or other buildings that are now being converted into residential spaces. For us, the pandemic has really been a, a blessing in disguise. Uh, our, our partners was about to build a boutique hotel in Sandown. Ah. And obviously, uh, that kind of industry um, has been affected very much during the pandemic. And uh, it gave us an opportunity. So we've got a little bit of repurpose because we had a shell of a building that was up already. But the process has enabled us to acquire the the properties on either side of that property and that we building from scratch so circle senior living from a building perspective is a little bit of a repurpose of what was a current building but as a brand i mean we we building buildings literally from scratch purpose built it's enabling us to again think about the little things accessibility technology making sure that our facilities are overlaid with with the necessary redundancies, you know, these very unique South African challenges of ours in terms of load shedding and water shortages. So so we, we can run and make sure that we've got the necessary backups in place for that. 
Um, so a blessing from, from, from that perspective. Okay. Well, I mean, without reading the, the whole brochure to us, but give us a bit of a sense of, of what, uh, uh, what the facilities sort of entail. I mean, how old do you have to be to, to live oh. there? And then what can you expect? I mean, is there a, is, is there a, a gym? What, what does it all include? I wanted to tell you, Alex, you don't have to be you don't have to be retired to come and at least have coffee in our beautiful little restaurant on site. Um, so you know, you can't really run a beautiful senior living facility without overlaying it with certain services. So yes, we've got a gym, a, a cinema room, a, a little pampas spa, obviously a medical and wellness center, uh, a, a nice restaurant with some good quality food, um, and it's and and you have to be 70 years old to actually buy into the into the um, facility, mm -hmm. but any member of the community are welcome to actually come and join and use use the facilities. Um, uh, it's really open to all. The one big difference uh, from a retirement perspective is that the traditional model of retiring is really you move into a facility, you're independent, you're well, you're healthy, and as you are turning. Um, as your care needs change, very often you're moving to an assisted uh, part in the in the estate and then to frail care. Mm. And we've turned that a little bit on its head. So we bring the care to your apartment. You never move again. So you at our facility, you will expect not to see a frail care, not to see an assisted section. However, you've got a home for life. Right. A resident moves into their apartment and all the care and all the services come to them. Sure. When are you expecting to open your doors? Our first residents will be sleeping on site in their forever homes, Alex, on the 26th of September. Okay, incredible. Well, there you have it. Uh, that's Karine Briet Ramutla, CEO and co-founder of Circle Senior Living, uh, coming to uh, Sandown and something that, uh, you know, people are living longer and they're not just living longer, but I think they're living better quality lives longer. And I think this is a trend that we're going to be seeing uh sort of continuing for, for the years to come. So, you know, what do they say? Um, 70 is the new 40. I don't know. Like, I'm sure there's some sort of analogy Absolutely. like that. But, uh, Corinne, thank you so much for joining me on the Santon Times Hour. Thank you so much, Alex. And that's it for the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 uh, this week and is always available on uh, your favorite podcast platforms wherever you are in the world. If you want to get in touch, you can email editor at santontimes.co.za or connect with us on social media at Santon Times and visit the website www.santontimes.co.za and feel free to uh, send through your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your feedback. Uh, all of that is welcome. There are tons of emails that I get every single week. So if I don't get a chance to get back to you on each one, please forgive me. But the information is registered and uh, I try and work through them as fast and as efficiently as possible. And uh, yeah, who knows? We might find you on the Santon Times Hour in the coming weeks and months uh, as we move towards uh, the end of the year. Thank you to all my guests who made the time to be on the show this week, as well as uh, my trusty assistant, Vincenzo. Thank you so much. And uh, also to the Santon Times team and uh, everyone at Mix 93.8. As always, thank you to you, the listener, for listening. And let's connect again next week. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Santon Times Hour. And if you enjoyed it, be sure to share it. 